CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone. How are you today? It is Friday. And it is time for another edition of Oh, What a Week. I think we're just going to call it Oh, What a Week from here on out. Uh, what about it was? It was Oh, What a Week it was, but now it's Oh, What a Week. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah, because I always screwed it up anyway, right, D? Yeah, it was only a matter of time. You had it there right before we left, but it's only a matter of time till you go back to Oh, What a Week. <laughs> Worked with you long enough. I know how it goes. <laughs> Your Ben Jarofsky show, Oh, What a Week. A mayor and her policeman is just moments away. But before we do this, we need to thank our sponsors. Sponsors like SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. The Chicago Federation of Labor, our sponsors. The Chicago Teachers Union, our sponsors. That's awesome. Uh, also, Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pot to smoke, and so much more. Uh, I found a good place for egg rolls because of the Chicago Reader. All right, There's so many other things that you can check out. ChicagoReader.com. Subscribe. Uh, and if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A. <laughs> Shout out to HM Chicago on the live stream chat. He says, in a few Fridays, it'll just be called, Oh, What? <laughs> oh, what a night. Late September. Sorry. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. If you want to help out this program, you can become a binhead. J O R A V as in victory, S K Y. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the latest column from Ben Jarofsky. But let's get today's show going. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Friday, August 27th, and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh What a Week, a Mayor and Her Policeman. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Let's Spend the Night Together Friday, and here's why. I just say that because I want to pay a little tribute to Charlie Watts, my favorite member of the Rolling Stones. May he rest in peace. Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, died this week. I believe, D, I'm doing this off the top of my head. He was 80 years old. Now, I know a lot of you younger listeners are Ben, the boomers, don't talk about the Stones. I'll be fast. I'll be over. We'll kick it over to D. We'll do, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> no, oh, what? HM, we're going to break it down slow. We start, oh, what a week it was. Now it's, oh, what a week. And pretty soon it'll be, oh, what a, oh, what a. <laughs> and then it'll be just, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Hey, I kind of like that. Oh. Oh. Oh, what a night. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh uh, by the way, before we go any further, uh, we had a song of the week uh, oh. since you're singing. And I don't want to leave Frank hanging here. Valley Girl by Frank Zappa. That, oh my! It's by his uh, his daughter. Oh my God! I'll just do the oh my God part. <laughs> I don't really know the song itself. I just know oh my God. 
By the way, that's funny you should mention that, uh, Frank. I went to a, uh, I was not a, uh, a fan of Frank Zappa back in the day, I must confess, but not too long ago, I just started middle of the, the second pandemic. Now I don't go anywhere again, D. Yeah. Uh, you know, back to the pandemic. I started listening to Zappa. I, just, I don't know why. And man, I got to give the guy credit. He's all, he made, he diverse. Ahead of his that time. Dude. Ahead of his time, it sounds like. Because when you first Wait. heard it, you were like, what the hell is this hippie crap? Yeah, well, there's a lot of it that's a little self-indulgent and wanking, uh, where he just, you know, I think I'll just play this same note over and over again for the next five minutes. But there's some of it I really enjoyed, some funk in there. And so uh, 50 years <laughs> fifty years late, shout out to Frank Zappa. Uh, all right, and let me just uh, close uh, where I started. A shout out to the great Charlie Watts. I know a lot of the youngsters uh, don't want to hear anybody, a boomer reminiscing about the Rolling Stones, but great rock and roll band and Charlie Watts kept the beat. And he was always my favorite. I don't know. There was just something about Charlie Watts. He was so unrolling stone. He was really into jazz uh, and he respected the music so much. And there's that, um, that scene in the Aretha Franklin movie, uh, the Aretha Franklin movie about uh, it's uh, her gospels concert that she gives in a small church in LA. Great flick, by the way, I urge everybody to check it out. And uh, what all suddenly, you see in the background show in the standing on the wall, listening Mick Jagger and Charlie Watts. They just happen to be in town. I always think of Charlie. I always think Charlie Watts was probably the one who dragged Mick Jagger uh, to that concert. Cause Charlie had a, a great appreciation for music. And uh, so anyway, shout out to Charlie Watts. Love the Rolling Stones. They're one of those bands that uh, D no matter how many times I hear the songs, when they come on the radio, up goes the volume. Uh, and then if I'm at a stoplight, air guitar, and then a little Charlie Watts on the drums. Oh, I've rode in a car with him, guys. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is embarrassing. Anyway, uh, enough reminiscence about the great Charlie Watts. Uh, now it's time for another segment of, oh, whatever it's called. Uh, no. Okay, now oh, you're messing what? it up on purpose. <laughs> oh, what a week. With the young man from Alton, the man they call the doctor. There it is. Hey, guys, how's it going? Missed you. We were gone last week. Ben, missed you. Uh, can we get a, uh, a quick Mick Jagger uh, impersonation before we get things going here? Uh, you know, Charlie. Charlie. I love Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Watts on drums. Oh, you heard about that one where Mick Jagger called Charlie Watts. He called him in the middle of the night. He goes, where's my drummer? Where's my drummer? And Charlie Watts. <laughs> came over to Mick Jagger's hotel room and slugged him. I'm not your drummer. We're equal members of this band. Yeah! Anyway, Charlie, the thing about Dr. D is he's not a doctor, but it blows my mind. That's my Mick Jagger. That's a terrible... Yeah, that sucked. And, you know, it's everything I expected. That's what I, It's exactly what I was hoping for. Okay, in my defense, I've not heard Mick Jagger speak in a while. I, that's a, the, the lamest defense. That, that imitation was horrible. I admit it was horrible. Oh, my God. We just had 20 more uh, views on the live stream chat because of that uh, impression. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we actually <laughs> lost We're six, but anyway. Oh, my God. The guy's genius. He's in impersonations. <laughs> now, John Wayne. Hi, Dr. D. I'm John Wayne. That's my John Wayne. Hi there, Dr. D. John Wayne. All right, anyway, what are we doing? Wow. He's good, ladies and gentlemen. 
He's good. Well, that's where my Bruce Rauner impression actually spawned off of uh, John Wayne, and then it just kind of became. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you just do a. Uh, uh. Now watch, watch this, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't lost a beat. Uh, do uh, JB Pritzker. <laughs> <laughs> Do Lori Lightfoot. I'm not doing that. All right. There you go. I'd like us to have a show still. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Once again, straight white male, not doing an impression. Of, okay, let's move on. How's it going, everybody? Let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week. Let's begin in Illinois. Let's begin with Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. And let's begin with phase one. All right. Actually, before we do that, we begin with some sad news. Now, we were gone all last week. And I must admit, as boring and mind-numbingly awful as I think it is, I actually missed our weekly weather report with, <laughs> <laughs> with Illinois climatologist Trent Ford. From the Illinois State Water <laughs> Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie uh, Research Institute, this is Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I missed him. So here I was this morning, ready to grab the audio from old Trent to play for all of you today, because my God, our listeners and live stream chat love this Trent Ford. And well, to my surprise, there's no weekly weather report from Illinois climatologist Trent Ford. From the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford. Yeah, that guy. What the hell, Ben? But we do have some weather audio to play, and although it feels dirty, like cheating on a spouse or something, <laughs> I do have audio of weather. It came from the same website, uh, the Illinois government website. Uh, without further ado, it's time for a weekend weather update. Not a weekly weather review, but now a weather update for what's to come this weekend. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. Where the hell is Trent Ford? But it's your weekend weather update with, wait, who is this again? U of I Extensions, Todd Gleason. I'm University hmm. of Illinois Extensions, Todd Gleason. Here's your weekend weather forecast across the state of Illinois. We'll oh. begin in the northern part <laughs> of the state, where okay. Saturday they'll have mostly sunny skies, a high of 93. They'll drop to 73 overnight under mostly clear skies. And then on Sunday, a 55% chance of thunderstorms and maybe a few moderate rain showers. Oh, pick point. up the pace, We're pal. Come on. Degrees. They'll see some sunshine in northern <laughs> Illinois on Sunday as well and a 25% chance. Okay, uncle, I got to say, uh, Trip Ford sounds way more entertaining than uh, this feller Todd. Let me just say this. Uh, Todd actually has a little NPR vibe to him. He does. He does. I'm on NPR. You know, it's, 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 like, it's almost like he's doing the weather in an ironic fashion. Oh, it's a, <laughs> a little uh, precipitation. You know, I mean, it's like ironic. You know, like NPR, WBZ, they're talking about sports. There's a game called baseball, and people watch it. Going live from White Sox Park. As if to say, who would ever watch a baseball game? Billy Bob. <laughs> yeah, here I am. Billy Bob. It's like, what are the so, qualifications for an Illinois weather reporter here? Like, you go for an interview. Okay, first off, are you really boring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Trent Four, we miss you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask my uh, dear friend, Charlie Myerson, who uh, puts out Public <laughs> Square. We had a little fun at Charlie's expense a couple of weeks ago where uh, <laughs> I, I'm a faithful reader, public square every day comes to my 
uh, email slot and I read it. Uh, and so one day, uh, Charlie Myerson wrote that uh, Trent uh, Fordle, he, he observed that there was a, what, was a st- what is his title, D? State climatologist? Is that his title? Illinois State and climatologist. Act yeah, like goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, people don't know that or something like that. And, uh, and I'm like, wait a minute. If you listen to the Ben Jarofsky show, everybody knows that. So Eric Zorn. Mm-hmm. who is a faithful uh, listener to the Ben Jarosk show, at least the Friday version of it. Uh, dear friend of the show, Eric Zorn, always been there for us when we needed him, uh, sent uh, Charlie uh, uh, an email saying, oh, Ben was talking about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a tattletale, this guy. Well, wait a minute. Is that show still on the air? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he uh, he had a funny bit. He goes in his uh, in a shameless attempt for publicity. Ben Jarofs. Anyway, Charlie, I want you to get to the bottom of this. All right. Since well, you're now into Trent Ford, I want you to do a little deep dive, do a little investigative journalism and find out why Trent Ford has been replaced by whatever the guy's name. Larry with glass. Is that his name? Uh, no. Come on. Show some respect. Todd Gleason. Oh my! <laughs> Where did I get Larry Glass? <laughs> I don't know. And I know you're talking directly to Charlie Myers, but that's not how it works. You need to talk directly to Eric Zorn, who will pass the information on to Charlie Myers, right? Eric, send that to Charlie. Charlie, do the deep dive. Here's all you have to say. Charlie, do the deep dive uh, into uh, Todd Gleason versus Trent Ford. And uh, hey, uh, Charlie, if you hear this, was that enough to get on that next uh, public square? Huh? Can we get on the next one? Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Please. Chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A-V is in victory S-K-Y. Put that in there on your next uh, your next piece. Isn't that right, Ben? Yes. Come on, Charlie. Get out there. All right. Shameless plugs aside, I guess. Uh, moving on. And my God, this damned dirty coronavirus will not go away. The following right. comes from ABC7 Chicago. And, well, I hope you didn't throw that mask away. Face covering. Or face covering. Whatever. <laughs> Governor J.B. Pritzker announced a new statewide indoor mask mandate and additional COVID vaccine requirements Thursday morning. This mandate applies to anyone aged two or older. There's some one-year-old out there going, ah, phew, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Goo goo gaga, I am good. Uh, uh, COVID kicking in. Okay, still not funny. Regardless, uh, okay, so it applies to anyone age two or older, regardless of vaccination status. Uh, it will go into effect Monday. The mandate will apply to gyms, restaurants, bars, grocery stores, health. You know how this goes, guys. We've been doing this for a year now. And other indoor venues. Pritzker said Illinois is joining other states uh, with its mandate, adding, quote, masks work, period. Pritzker also announced a vaccine mandate for all education employees for K through 12 and higher education statewide. Uh, anyone who does not get a COVID vaccine by September 5th, September 5th, will have to submit for weekly COVID testing. Pritzker said Thursday that hospitalizations are dramatically up across the state and involve almost exclusively those 
who are unvaccinated. Pritzker said, quote, you don't need to be an epidemiologist to understand what's going on here. This is a pandemic among the unvaccinated. The governor said that uh, from January through July, unvaccinated people accounted for 98 percent of COVID cases, 96 percent of hospitalizations and 95 percent of the deaths related to the virus. Illinois is the most vaccinated state, by the way, in the Midwest, with just over 65 percent of its population vaccinated. The governor said the mask mandate will not be lifted until the hospitalization numbers go down. Dr. Azike, please tell us more. Wearing a mask continues to be one of the simplest, cheapest ways to reduce the spread of COVID-19. And there is robust scientific evidence that widespread use of masks, including the non-medical masks, do in fact prevent the spread of COVID-19. And any hopes, Governor Pritzker? I hope that more and more Illinoisans on the fence about the vaccine will get vaccinated as soon as possible. In the meantime, Illinois will join several other states that have reinstituted statewide indoor mask requirements, regardless of vaccination status, effective on Monday. Masks work, period. Wow, a lot to uh, unload here. First of all, uh, you don't have to be an epidemiologist to know this was coming. We've uh, we pretty much been predicting this for months, and I am as far removed from being a scientist as you can possibly be, having barely passed chemistry in junior, uh, my junior year of high school. Thanks again, Mr. Taylor, for mercy passing me in chemistry. Otherwise, I'd still be stuck at Emerson High School uh, for not having completed the science uh requirement uh yes we saw this coming day we knew this was coming uh, a couple things to break out all people on the fence about vaccines what governor pritzker said governor pritzker i hate to tell you they're not on the fence if they were on the it's not like they're sitting out there going huh should i get the vaccine or not what honey what do you think uh you know i'm gonna read more articles that was the funny thing about anthony rizzo the former first baseman for the chicago cubs now plays for the chicago new york yankees when it came out about two months ago or whatever it was that he hadn't been vaccinated uh he gave this interview d uh he gave an interview i forget who he gave the interview with some sports person anyway he gave the interview <clears throat> It may have been David Kaplan. Well, this is a shout out to the cap. Uh, it may have been with David Kaplan. Who cares? He gave the interview with somebody. And uh, he was trying to explain why he hadn't had the vaccine yet. And he made it seem he is like oh, he himself was a great scientist pouring over the data. <laughs> I was reading this interview going, are you freaking kidding me? You know, he's like, well, I'm studying the data. I'm talking to my doctors daily about this. I'm like, what are your doctors telling you? Yeah, like, excuse me, I'd, I'd, I'd know, respect you more if you just call this a pussy, please. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Just come on and say it. <laughs> you know, don't pretend like it's just like this great project that you're uh, this great scientific endeavor, you know, that you're like uh, the second coming of Albert Einstein trying to figure this out. No, it's like yeah, I'm reviewing the data with my doctors. What is your doctor telling you that the rest of us don't know? You know what? Your doctors got inside sources, some Anthony Rizzo. And by the way, you know, all the sports writers, I don't blame them. They got to deal with this guy on a regular basis. They're going, we must respect Anthony Rizzo's opinion. Why? It's utterly freaking absurd. I would have more respect for him in a weird kind of way if he pulled up Buster Rhymes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that Buster yeah. Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Buster Rhymes, man. He is out of Now, this is what you're dealing with, J.B. Pritzker, Buster Rhymes. Now, uh, as Dennis can tell you, Buster Rhymes is a uh, rapper, and that's pretty much all I know about Buster Rhymes, except he's got a great name, Buster Rhymes. And, yeah, he's got great songs. Uh, I was a huge fan of Buster Rhymes in middle school. <laughs> I I, uh, I love his song, uh, Let's Spend the Night Together. Wait. Oh, that's the Rolling Stone. Sorry. Anyway, um, so Buster Rhymes went on this diatribe. I don't know where it was, D. Was it uh, at a it was, it was like a concert. Yeah, yeah. It was some concert. And, of course, where else did I see it but D.L. Hewley? Shout out D.L. Hewley, my man on Instagram. And uh, so D.L. Hewley is the great comedian, one of the funniest men in America right now, in my humble opinion. Uh, and so he is on a one-man crusade to try to get people to get uh, vaccinated. Uh, and uh, as uh, in his effort, he said, you know what? I'm going to give the other side a chance to explain itself. So he plays this clip of Buster Rhymes, the other side and Buster Rhymes, in my humble opinion, it's just me talking. It looks insane, but there's parts of it. I get it's true. So he's like, and I'm basically, um, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Fuck the government. Fuck you. Fuck your vaccine. It's essentially the gist of it, right? D isn't that kind of like a good summary of what he said? I'm not putting that fucking thing in my fucking. Okay, can arm. we watch our mouth, please? I mean, hey, we, man, we, can, we can edit Buster Rhymes a little bit, can't we? <laughs> Jeez, I Louise. Busted in. I'm just quoting the guy, paraphrasing, I should say. Yeah. And so uh, I got to give D.L. Hewley credit because he just said, well, let's just let Buster speak for himself because Buster sounds like a lunatic. And then about a week later, uh, he played another comic analyzing Buster Rhymes and really took Buster Rhymes apart, man. You got to check out that. But the point is. J.B. Britsker, the people who are resisting the vaccine are not sitting on the fence. They're like knocking the fence over. They're proud. It's Buster Rhymes. My advice to J.B. Pritzker is to watch the Buster Rhymes video, D. And then he'll know what he's up against. And uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you might want to watch it as well if you want to see what you're up against in terms of public opposition to the vaccine. And there is a strong... This is so obvious what I'm about to say, just like powerful resistance to taking this vaccine. And D, I can kind of understand it because I'm having covered Chicago politics for 40 years. Basically, all they do is lie to us. Well, yeah, it's like all the people who have lied to our faces for years are now telling us to get it. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? Exactly. So, I mean, it's really hard for me to say, no, no, you always have to believe what people in authority tell you, knowing how much people in authority lie all the time. And, and I'm, I'll go to reduce it to what I really know, Chicago politics. Everything about our system is a lie. Your property tax bill that comes to you, it's a lie. It's a fucking lie. Okay, you are just dropping a lot of F-bombs here today. I was going to say freaking, and then it just came out. We'll we'll clean that up. We'll clean it up in the edit. But a few things I want to mention here. First off, uh, okay, so the FDA announced that it's approved. So does that change uh, anyone's mind? No, Buster. Did you see the Buster Rhymes thing? He doesn't trust the FDA. That was, there's so much about this that is so BS. Like, People who don't trust government saying, citing the FDA's lack of approval as a reason why they're not taking it. You don't trust government. 
Why would you cite the FDA? Now that they've approved it, you're going to take it. No, I don't trust the FDA. So why just cite it beforehand? You know what I'm saying, right. guys? And, ev- and everyone literally not even a year ago, well, a lot of people didn't trust the government because old, uh, you know, Donald Trump was in office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Donnie, Donnie was telling you to take. What, what was he telling you to take? Uh, what, what was it? Uh, bleach. Bleach. Yes, thank you. I forgot. Bleach. Let me write that down so I don't forget it. Yeah, so I can see why Buster Rhymes didn't trust Donnie Trump. It's funny I didn't hear him denounce Donnie Trump in a rap, but uh, it wasn't even a rap. It was just, you know, I don't even know what you, a rant. Yeah, it was a little uh, pre-song rant. Like, hey, everybody, you know, people are like, hey, clap your hands if you're ready for this song. He just went an opposite route and was like, hey. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was pre or post song rant. I don't know, but it was a rant. That's for sure. Anyway, so you're right. So people were very suspicious of Donnie Trump and he said, uh, uh, don't take the bleach. But people generally, I think, believe Fauci, even though Fauci worked for Trump. Remember Fauci would like be standing there trying not to roll his eyes. Oh, holy vey, uh, what an idiot. That guy. What, <laughs> the point is, the point is, is like everybody is just so adamant. If you're not going to get the vax, you're not on the fence, Governor Pritzker. It's not like you more public service announcements are going to help. It's not like giving them scholarships. By the way, did you see that? I got the, um, an email from the state. You probably got the same thing, yeah. a press release that the final scholarships were given, you know, rewarding people for getting the. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but Ben, I'm going to Harvard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, you went to the Harvard of the Midwest already. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Lewis and Clark Harvard Community College. Lewis and Clark Community College. You are right. It's known as the Harvard of the Midwest right there on the banks of the Mississippi River. And um, the man study radio science, ladies and gentlemen. OK, that's why he's so good at that. board. By the way, an announcement on the Vendrowski show. He must make this announcement. What? Um, we talked about this briefly uh, before the show. We, pretty soon, we're going to change our system. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> See, now when you make these announcements, you leave a little option that we could fail, and then people are waiting oh for it, and then we drop the ball. You know what I mean? The, you know, I love the honesty, but you know, we could have had this conversation off the air, right? Uh, we could have, but we aren't. That's not our show. <laughs> Let's just do it on the air. Oops, folks, this flopped. Uh, so Charlie Myerson just tuned out. He's like, what is this? Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, DJ Nate, who uh, records the uh, weekend shows, uh, has recommended a new platform to me. And Dennis and I said, all right, we're going to check it out. We're going to try it out. Uh, I forget the name of it at the moment. <laughs> you know, it's I'm called gonna... it's called Riverside. And unlike Google Meet, what we use here, uh, it costs uh, more than free. So, you know, <laughs> we've really been on the fence. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hold on. Got to have water for my new water bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys, get ready. If we're going to try to get some video going, you'll see that yes. new water bottle, Ben's attic. Oh, guys, you've been missing so much. The yeah, dusty I'm going to get a whole new array of Bulls hats to wear oh, uh, in preparation for this. Uh, so uh, DJ Nay says it's a great system, and uh, I'm ready to take the deep dive, and Dennis is going to figure it out. He's going to unplug his bootleg uh, Google Meet operation that he set up. That it's a miracle it's lasted yeah. this long. This is like the 2021 version of free cable that we got going on right here. <laughs> it's true. It's like back in the 90s when I go over to my friend's house and he had his some cable wire plugged into his downstairs neighbor's 
And we would watch the Bulls games. That's where I watched uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan in the 96 Bulls <laughs> illegally on my friend's TV. I think the statute of limitations has expired. Hold on. Uh-oh, it's the police. Oh, anyway, no. Um, so, yes, you'll be able to see Dr. D. All right. Ooh, that rhymes. So we got we got the uh, the FDA thing out of the way. All right. So another thing that's oh, been yeah. going on lately, uh, these breakthrough cases, for instance, like Jesse Jackson. We weren't here uh, when that happened. We haven't talked about that really yet. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Like these breakthrough cases that are going. Oh, well, OK. So first of all, let me just say I got to give a shout out. Jesse Lewis Jackson, Reverend Jackson. I'm really rooting for you. I was talking to Dummery Cobb about this. this a t- I'll get to your question, but I just have to say this. In your, and thank you for bringing him up. We didn't even do this in the post in the pre-show. Prep. I know. I, I have really come to love Jesse Jackson. And sh- and I know Chicagoans got this weird attitude about him. Chicagoans, Chicagoans, it's like of all races, I'm going I'm to sh- call you out, Chicago. This is a black thing, a white thing. It's a Chicago thing. They hate when anybody from Chicago gets ahead. You know what I'm saying? Dave's like, well, I knew him back when, when he was nothing. Yeah. So, you know, they like get jealous. You guys are really weird, Chicago. I'm just saying that. And uh, so Jesse, the name for himself, he came from nothing, man. And he just, he forced people to pay attention to him, forced people to listen to his message. And Chicagoans, their reaction was, oh, what an operator, what a promoter. I can't stand Jesse J. It's like every columnist felt he obligated to rip Jesse Jackson. It goes back to Mike Royko, Johnny Cass, love ripping uh, Jesse Jackson. I, I admire the guy, D, and he's always, he's always taking a strong stand and, yeah, he's a self-promoter, but what the hell? Everybody is. You can't have it two ways, Johnny Cass. You can't rip Jesse Jackson for being a self-promoter and then love Donnie Trump, who's one of the great self-promoters of all time. Anyway, yes, it's a breakthrough. It's scary. This is why, D, I wear a mask wherever I go. I got the shot, but we all know you could still get COVID uh, if even with the shot, supposedly it's a milder version of the disease. And supposedly, if you believe the fat, the government's numbers and again, Buster Rhymes, fuck the government doesn't believe them. But if you believe them, I do. Um, the percentage of people who are hospitalized for uh, uh, COVID, it's it's lower if you've had the shot. Now, Jesse Jackson, 79 years old. He has many other health conditions at Parkinson's aside uh, from being 79 years old. So when he gets COVID, it's scary. And uh, I don't know if he's still in the hospital, D, but uh, yeah, it's why he, it's, it's like the being vaccinated is not going to prevent you from getting COVID. And that that's another thing. That's another argument the anti-vaxxers use. Well, they'll go, Jesse Jackson, what do you got to say about that? Or, well, Chris Paul, what do you say about that? In other words, every time someone who's been vaccinated gets COVID, they always go, well, what do you say about that? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) getting vaccinated doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID. You still have to wear a mask, which, by the way, D. We'll get into the mask part of the the mandates uh, in a little while because coming from Michigan, I see what you're up against in Alton. Um, but uh, so yeah, I uh, I'm really rooting for Jesse Jackson and his wife. I've come to really appreciate Jesse Jackson, Jesse Lewis Jackson, and I'm very proud to say I voted for him for president in 1988. I don't think I voted for him in '84. I was like a, I was a Harold Washington guy, and Harold had his own uh, delegates, but whatever. 
ancient history d uh the 1984 <laughs> presidential primary who i voted for get get better jesse jackson get better by the way i'm trying to just picture a conversation between jb pritzker and buster rhymes they sound very similar you know what i mean it'd be like uh yeah 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 ha 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 jb <laughs> if you listen to buster rhymes you would get that and you'd be laughing I, I am really impressed. And I, I have to confess, I, I knew really nothing about Buster Rhymes, except he had a great name until I saw the D.L. Hewley uh, Instagram bit. And now I took a little deep dive and that is very well done. Folks, hey, give him a raise. Just yeah, take it right out of petty cash. Give it to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, JB. <laughs> Charlie Myerson, please keep listening. Okay. Um <laughs> All right. And another question. This is something that I wanted to bring up with you. Like, it just kind of like went over our heads and we were like, all right, cool. But I know we kind of really harped on it for like a month. It gave us a month worth of content. But can we go back to Lollapalooza for a minute? Okay. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, Remember that time when they said 200 people got, were, uh, yeah. got COVID and they were like, yeah. just swept it under the rug like it's no big deal? But like, isn't that kind of a big deal? Like, 200, I know, out of however many thousand, but. What we've been told is like one person can spread it to however many people times that by 200. Like, that's kind of a big deal, right? Absolutely. Like, if that were to happen in, I don't know, downstate Alton, 200 people getting it, we would be talking about it for months, right? Well, you're hitting on an aspect of the pandemic that is very difficult for Democrats to deal with. Uh, and we'll be talking about this at great length uh, when we return to the topic of Gavin Newsom's recall. Uh, the effort to recall Gavin Newsom in the state of California. If you if you recall, no pun intended, D, uh, the sitting governor of California, Democrat Gavin Newsom, was t- reading from the, Laura, the Lori Lightfoot page around Thanksgiving when he was advising everybody, stay away from your grandparents, stay away from your family for Thanksgiving. Just sit in a phone booth, nowhere near anybody and eat TV dinners because it's very dangerous out there. And then after he said that, he went to, what's the, the French? Laundry. The, yes, thank you. And had dinner with lobbyists without mass. Oh, my God. Did David Ferris have a field day with this about a couple of weeks ago on our show? And so, yes, Democrats, they're just they're so hypocritical, powerful Democrats are so hypocritical. And that's why, again, it's easy to understand why MAGA hates them so much. It's like they don't follow what, they don't practice what they preach. And it makes it that's way harder. Here I am bleeding my heart out, trying to get Democrats elected because Republicans are freaking hopeless and doing anything good. This is my great debate with Jimmy Dore when he was on the show. It was really hard for me to counter anything Jimmy Dore said about how Democrats have betrayed the interests of the people they supposedly represent. Remember, D? But I'm like, but Jimmy, what about the Republicans? And Jimmy Dore doesn't care. I mean, he's like, he's making a good living out of bashing Democrats. But I'm trying to, you know, trying to get some Democrats elected so maybe they'll pass some progressive legislation. No, they always sell me out. And then they do stupid stuff. And I'm D, you and I, we we went on and on about this. The decision to continue with Lollapalooza was a financial one, big time, big time. They were there was a lot of money to be made, and they weren't. The ship had left the harbor, and they were just going to go 
full speed and they didn't care how inconsistent it looked. And instead they dragged out that poor doctor and she was supposed to spout off whatever Lori Lightfoot told her to say. And you wonder why the Buster Rhymes of the world don't trust. Don't trust you when you say take the vaccine. You wonder because it's so illogical. You're absolutely correct. And then they come up with these numbers. Well, it was only 200 people. <laughs> Well, that, how do you know? Where'd you, where did that come up with? And then that's the end of that. We don't want to know anymore. I felt like we all kind of took the bait on that one though. We were like, oh yeah, I guess 200. Okay, great. What are we doing this weekend? Didn't even think about it. But the more I thought about it, like, wait a minute, like those people are going to go on the train and the bus and who knows who they're going to interact with and that spreads. And then here we are talking about cases. We're wearing masks again and no one's correlating that time we had over a hundred thousand people gathered together in Chicago. Two, wasn't it 200 whatever i mean anyway, it was more yeah it was it was uh it, it yeah and now Lori lightfoot is saying you gotta have the vaccine and we'll get to uh johnny canizero in a little while oh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, uh but yeah you're absolutely correct and i just sit here and shake my head it's like the people who lead the democratic party they don't think the rules apply to them they only apply to right. everybody else. And like I said, if that were to happen like somewhere downstate or in like a Republican state or a Republican town, we would have been calling them murderers and great. We would have been just going off the wall with those with that, right? Well, we kind of did go off the wall with it anyway. Well, I'm just saying, but with a lot of on the Jarofsky show, yeah, yeah. yeah but right. you would hear the other Jarofsky show, and you wonder, D. Why we do our show from an attic in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. we're... <laughs> you wonder. You know? Yeah. You stick your neck out in the city of Chicago. There to go against the powers of be. Get in that attic. Or like that Sturgis thing, that motorcycle event. They're like, oh, these oh, dirty so bastards. Yeah. Like, yeah, Lollapalooza too, guys. No. Lollapo look the other way. That's, <laughs> Lollapo uh, look, yeah, no kidding. Uh, Lollapo look the other way. Yeah, well, think of this. How about those foo foo fighters? <laughs> Bet it's only foo. Oh, sorry. Were they even there? Uh, yeah, they headlined. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's maybe why I thought. <laughs> no, there was that other group, Limp Biscuit. Oh. Come on, D, get it right. All right. Actually, I I know. Don't know. I've never heard a song by Limp. Biscuit. Oh, I was gonna say, name one Limp Biscuit song. Go. Uh, let's spend the night together. Okay. I, I can Love hear you, all the live stream. I can't hear you live stream chat and listeners, but I can hear you. Move on. Okay, we will. Uh, more vaccine talk coming up. Try to hold your excitement, listeners. Uh, let's talk the news of the week in the city of Chicago. And uh, like I said, since we're already talking about vaccinations, let's keep this depressing topic going. And move over, Sneed. Step aside, Charlie Myerson, because the Chicago Sun-Times, Fran the Woman Spielman, Got all the scoops this week. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Wednesday forged ahead with an October 15th vaccine mandate for all city employees over strenuous, and I mean strenuous, united opposition from all four police unions. Yes, it's time for an episode of a mayor and her policeman. Whoa, now. Lightfoot said in a press release, quote, as cases continue to rise, we must take every step necessary after Lollapalooza and our disposal to keep everyone in our city safe and healthy. Uh, getting vaccinated has been proven to be the best way to achieve that and make it possible to recover from this devastating pandemic. Uh, 
And so we have decided to join other municipalities and government agencies across the nation, including the U.S. military, who are making this decision to protect the people keeping our cities and counties moving. The press release doesn't say what happens to city employees who refuse to comply, just that the new policy, quote, applies to all city employees and volunteers and takes effect October 15th. Now to Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara. Now, the news of John Catanzara disagreeing with the mayor, well... It's the furthest from breaking news as you can get. This guy's always at odds with the mayor. But this time, according to Catanzara, he is not alone. Catanzara said about Lightfoot's vaccination demands, quote, this has literally lit a bomb underneath the membership. And what they uh, and what are they going to do when four or five thousand coppers say, screw you, I'm staying home. And guys, this is Catanzara, not old Dennis talking here. You're not making me get this fucking vaccination. Don't pay me. That's fine. We'll see you in court. Catanzara said he's not threatening a blue flu style protest. He claims the city is literally talking about, quote, putting people on no pay status who refuse to get the vaccination. Catanzara goes on, quote, you're not going to pay me. But yeah, you're not going to pay me. Uh, you're going to make me stay home, but you're going to have thousands of coppers willing to stay home, not getting paid to not get a vaccine. And then what are you going to do for manpower on the streets? Oh, and earlier this week, Kat and Zara told the Sun-Times there are, quote, no studies for long-term side effects or consequences from coronavirus vaccines. Then on Wednesday, he doubled down on that argument in a profanity-laced tirade. And uh, no, this one's not making it on lumping, guys. All right. Uh, he said, quote, we're in America. God damn it. We don't want to be forced to do anything, period. This ain't Nazi fucking Germany where they say step into the fucking showers. The pills won't hurt you. What the fuck? Nobody knows what the long term side effects could possibly be. Nobody and nobody uh, and who says they do are full of shit. Ben Jarofsky, I'm just going to stop there. I know you were talking about this earlier in the week, but uh, if you could, please. Well, all right. There's a lot to go uh, here. Johnny Canizera, uh, the uh, president of the Fraternal Order of Police, I talked about this yesterday uh, when I first read that quote about the showers in Nazi Germany really um, upset me on many levels. And I um, I said this yesterday. I'll repeat again. I don't talk about it much, but uh, my father's family is pretty much uh, wiped out. The family that never uh, left Europe uh, wiped out in the Holocaust. So Johnny Canizera and any MAGA person, you're, with you, your obsession with Nazi Germany uh, as a metaphor, both as either praise Hitler as uh, Mary Miller did, the congresswoman from Southern Illinois, or to use it as what, like a metaphor to link to. Democratic policies really got to stop. Now, I know you believe that you have a liberty and a free speech, a right and free speech, protected right to say whatever you want, no matter who it insults. I, I, I get that. That's where you're at. We talk about it all the time. Of course, if someone says something about you, you start crying, sobbing. Oh, my God, how dare you? But it's OK for you to say anything you want. But it's uh, it's it's just. It, it's ah, what's the word? It's so insulting on so many levels. Like just this notion, this notion that there's anything can, that the government is trying to do to get you to take the vaccine is any way related to what went down in Germany in the 30s leading up to uh, Hitler taking over the country and then Hitler murdering a genocide program. Just the notion that there's some kind of uh, that that's a metaphor, a symbol for what's happening in this country 
you just don't know your history at all. And you obviously don't care to know your history at all. Uh, but like, Nazism didn't begin with Hitler saying, oh, let me vaccinate you <laughs> from this. I mean, it's just so weird and twisted. And so just my recommendation to Johnny Canazera, not that he would ever listen to anything I would advise, stay away from Nazi metaphors. And D, by the way, can you one more time? I got to give you credit for this. He belongs in Florida. Yeah. This man would be huge in the state of Florida. Uh, And as such, in Chicago, it doesn't really work, to put it mildly. So uh, he did not do his uh, rank and file any justice whatsoever of spouting off his nonsense. Now, in terms of the issue of whether police are really, truly outraged uh, by the mandate that they get the vaccine, that's a little, how do I put this, disconcerting. And I'll tell you why, D. I understand we just talked about this, that people are skeptical about Government mandates are skeptical about what uh, the government says you have to do. Uh, and they may not believe that uh, the vaccine will help you or that you need it. I understand that there's skepticism involved, but why aren't you also skeptical about the claim, the counterclaims? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you use your powers of critical thinking? Why do you reserve it only for doctors who advise you to take the vaccine? Why don't you apply it to the other side? Why don't you listen to like, why don't you analyze who is advocating against the vaccine? Just if you have powers of critical thinking and you say you want to apply them to the Fauci's of the world, well, why don't you apply them to the John Canizares of the world? And he asked that question. We don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine. Well, what about the long-term effects of getting COVID? So I, it's a little disconcerting if he, what he's saying is true, that the vast majority or the, of police officers in Chicago are so vehemently anti-vaccine. It means that they're removed from the reality of where most Chicagoans are than we already thought. So the whole thing is kind of an upsetting uh, situation. I've not seen this uh, most extreme reaction from other unions that are grappling with the same issue of of mandates uh, for the vaccine. Uh, you know, they're much more measured in their response. It's a collective bargaining issue, and it'll ultimately. And but Lori didn't do herself any favor, D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like once again, Mayor Lori Lightfoot with these just. I'm the boss. You're going to do what I say. I'm going to take your car. I'm going to, you know, it just, I don't know. It, 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 just commanding and ordering people who are already vehemently opposed to the vaccine. It, it may be where we go. We have to go ultimately, but I don't think it's a good way to start off the conversation. Hey, Linda, what's going on? She's new to the live stream chat. What's happening? Linda says, we were kids and lined up to get the smallpox shot, which left a scar on your arm for years. Yeah. And somehow or other, we put up with that scar and uh, life went on. D, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I have a really hard time uh, understanding the vehemence of the uh, opposition to the vaccine, but I've really come to understand that it is there. It exists. It's a powerful force in our country. And um, 
our leaders have to figure out a way to confront it. And they have not done a very good job. As we point out, there are mixed messages sent out uh, by Democrats and Republicans alike. Uh, right here in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago, mixed messages are going out all the time about the pandemic. So they don't do themselves any good. Uh, but on the other hand, come on, police officers of Chicago, you got to be smarter than Johnny Canazera. You, you, you just you have to have greater faculties of critical thinking than this guy. All right. And uh, let's keep talking here. The mayor further insisted city workers uh, who interact closely with the public, like police officers, are acting irresponsibly and putting those they serve in danger if they refuse to be vaccinated. Uh, and uh, speaking after a mental health roundtable on Wednesday, Lightfoot stood by her decision to require police officers to be vaccinated, noting that the leading killer of police officers through the pandemic is the virus. All right. Uh, in other news, hey, remember that time when Mayor Lori Lightfoot refused to say whether Park District Superintendent Mike Kelly should keep his job after waiting six weeks to launch an investigation into a female lifeguard's complaint of sexual harassment and physical abuse, breaking his promise to her and potentially violating Park District rules? Remember that? Yeah, well, we have an update on that. The Chicago Park District's deputy inspector general said he's been fired in what he calls a, quote, concerted effort to prevent him from continuing to investigate criminal activity and employee misconduct that seemingly pervade the Park District's beaches and pools unit. Nathan Kipp's firing comes a week after being placed on indefinite emergency unpaid suspension in what he called an illegal attempt to whitewash an investigation into sexual assault, sexual harassment, and sexual abuse among the district's lifeguards. The firing came without warning and without the hearing required by Park District Human Resources policies. He was also not interviewed by his boss, Park District Inspector General Elaine Little, ignoring what Kip calls best practice for any inspector general investigation, especially one uh, culminating in employee termination. Uh, it says here at an unrelated news conference, Lightfoot was asked repeatedly if Kelly should be disciplined or fired for promising a young woman he would immediately investigate her complaints of rampant abuse at Oak Street Beach, but then waiting six weeks to do so. He did not act until after a second complaint after alleging sexual assault was forwarded to him by the mayor's office. This is what the Sun-Times has learned. Uh, ben, your thoughts here. I know you wanted to talk about this here. Kind of a follow-up from this story. Yeah, Dan Mialopoulos, WBEZ uh, Bulldog reporter. Shout out to Dan. He's been uh, the leader on this uh, story, digging out um, one uh, embarrassing revelation after another. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. So big shout out to Dan Mialopoulos, who continues to do a great job on this story. And uh, this is so classic Chicago. So, so far, the only guy punished, uh, apparently, for... Uh, the lifeguard gate is the guy who was doing the investigation of lifeguard gate. It's so bizarre. Like, what kind of weird city are we Chicago? You have this frat boy atmosphere at the beaches where uh, men are praying. Male lifeguards are praying on female lifeguards. It was pointed out to Mike Kelly. He promised to do an investigation and he sat on it for six weeks. And who knows if he would ever have launched an investigation if uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office hadn't sent a second complaint. And why is Mayor Lori Lightfoot just 
so slow. Remember Eddie Johnson, D? Remember how they quickly she fired Eddie Johnson, the former police chief, because he was in a bar kissing a woman who wasn't his wife? We are a weird city. Like some people have protection. Other people don't have protection. Some people get thrown under the bus immediately. Other people linger forever. I just, when I, when I heard, when I read Dan's story, I uh, saw Dan's story. I'd be like, what? Unbelievable. The guy who is doing the investigation is the one who's fired. So, oh, you came back. Suddenly my, I can see you again. Wow. You're looking good. What a handsome young man. Hey. Uh, and um, I don't know what the hell happened with my screen, but it went dead and now it's back. Well, you anyway, better get at, so, you better get it ready before we go out in Riverside. All right. I know. Could you imagine that happened on Riverside? Oh, can I oh. imagine? Uh, yeah, it's going to happen, dude. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, we're a very strange city. And uh, it seems like. Somebody with clout is always being protected. This is this goes way, way back. It goes back to the days Richard J. Daly. And Richard, it's like a Richard M. Daly story. Like, for some reason, this guy's got clout, so you can't punish him. Now, Mike Kelly, what he's gonna be the <laughs> he sat on evidence of harassment. We all know that. That's been stipulated. He said, I'm gonna do an immediate investigation, and he didn't do any immediate investigation. And he still has his job. And Lori Lightfoot's like, well, we're they're investigating. How about that, D? How how much investigation did Eddie Johnson get? Some people have clout, other people don't have clout. And so you wonder, goes back when you're so inconsistent. And this goes back to the Buster Rhymes thing. It just sort of sort of feeds, it just feeds skepticism and disbelief. My only advice, once again, to the police officers of the city of Chicago, don't be like Buster Rhymes. Be a critical thinker on both sides. Just because Buster Rhymes and John Canizera see eye to eye on this one. I wonder what Ice Cube has to say about the vaccine. He's been awfully quiet on the vaccine. Oh. Yeah, remember Ice Cube coming out for Trump? We talked a lot about that one. Never heard one word from Johnny Canizera about that. Anyway. I, uh, I, I'm really happy to say that Dan Mialopoulos, uh, is continuing to do his investigation on this. And, uh, he's been joined by Lauren Fitzpatrick and Franz Bailman of the Sun Times are on top of this story too. You really need the media in this town. You know, I tease a lot of these reporters a lot, but I, without them, they would just spoon feed you so much BS here. Open up feeding time. Here you go. So keep it up, Dan. You're doing a great public service on this one. All right. And one more time, a conversation between J.B. Pritzker and Busta Rhymes from the Ben Jarofsky Show. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the first one was Busta Rhymes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then here's J.B. Pritzker. Ha, ha. And what if Bruce Ronner joined the uh, conversation? Uh, uh. <laughs> Put your hands where my eyes can see. And Rahm Emanuel suddenly wanders into the room. Uh, the straight Buck Wyland's the place to be. And finally, Homer Simpson stops by. I'm not a jukebox. <laughs> oh, that's it. He drew the line. That's it, Ben. I draw the line at four. <laughs> understandably, understandably. And finally, no, this is not uh, an episode of the Ben Jarofsky Show from the 2019 actual studio days. <laughs> 
No, it's from the 2021 Closet and Attic Days. An update on a story that will never go away, no matter how much this podcast producer prays and begs the Lord at night. Smollett Gate! Oh, yes. Yes, the time when actor Jesse Smollett faked his own hate crime, claiming that a bunch of white guys wearing Make America Great Again hats beat him up in downtown Chicago at 2 in the morning in 20 below zero degree weather. Boy, what a crappy story. The following comes from our friends at WTTW. The headline reads, Jussie Smollett's attorneys can't call Kim Fox to testify at trial. A Cook County judge has not yet scheduled a date for the criminal trial of actor Jussie Smollett, but he did rule Thursday that attorneys for the former Empire star cannot call state's attorney Kim Fox on her chief deputy to testify. Judge James Lynn on Thursday denied a motion from Smollett's attorneys who had sought to potentially call Fox and chief deputy Risa Lanier to testify about statements they made to the media during Smollett's first disorderly conduct case in 2019. Lynn said he, quote, wholly disagrees that any of their public statements provide relevant evidence calling the request far afield from what would be allowed at trial. Lynn had earlier this year admonished Smollett's attorneys against calling Fox her former top assistant, ex-Mayor Rahm Emanuel, or former Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson as witnesses to testify about any public statements they made about the case. Uh, I think that's enough information there. Ben, your thoughts here? Well, I'm uh, disappointed with that judge's ruling. I talked about this uh uh, let the cat out of the bag uh, with uh, Ramana Hussein on a show that's going to drop this weekend. And, uh, you know, uh, as I said to her, I'm 40 years in this business. I'm always I just got finished talking about this. You have to depend on reporters to find the truth in this town uh, because people won't tell the truth generally or they'll feed you a bunch of BS. So here's the situation. This. This story no matter how much we make fun of it grabbed was it was shoved down our throats let's put it that way for how many months d well i remember it happened when uh it was that little window there between uh you being fired and rehired so i remember like we'd be on the phone like man no that that's you man d i gotta talk about smollett gate Uh, oh, add me to the mix. Buster Rhymes, me, and who was the other? J.B. Pritchard. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandy. <laughs> ha! <Ugh>. Marge. <laughs> By the way, the ha huh, uh, of Pritzker sounds like a guy doing martial arts. I'm just saying. Hi-ya! Uh, yeah, it does. Like, right? Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you want to know the truth. All right. You made a big deal about it, Chicago. Oh, my God. The Tribune went nuts on this story. Sun-Times, too. Every every day. So, okay. Dennis and I are like, all right. Let's go. Let's see what the truth is. Well, at the heart of this is a phone call that somebody made to Kim Fox that she should never have taken. Somebody from Justice Millett's camp uh, that got this thing going. And so my guess is, uh, I'd love to get uh, Jim Coogan's thoughts on this, uh, that Jesse Jesse Smollett's lawyer is just trying to embarrass Kim Fox by forcing her to testify. And uh, I want to know the truth. Um, And um, 
we're not going to get the truth. The judge ruled that Kim Fox doesn't have to testify. And I guess I, I guess the judge is saying we're just going to stick to the facts, huh? Okay, well, you know, D, lift carpet, sweep under carpet, drop carpet. Just stay dumb, people. Hey, public officials, let me just say this. Keeping the public clueless doesn't work. I mean, it used to, but now there's like uh, the Internet. No, but my point is, is if, if when you work overtime, just sending out BS, lying, disseminating falsehoods, you know, omitting certain facts. This is just classic media operation by government to keep people like in line. It doesn't work. You still have to. You just feed the skepticism that ends up with, what is it, 40 to 50% of America not believing that the vaccine is real. You guys think you're slick. You think you're so slick. Well, I got past that one. Shoved that one under the carpet. Made fun. You know how they do it? What they do is, D, they'll like make fun of the reporter. So one reporter will call up about a story that they're following. Let's say the Sun-Times is following Danny Miolopoulos on the lifeguard gate. I'm just making this up. I don't know if it happened. And then the, the PR person will go, come on, that's just Danny. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's no good. They, they do stuff like that. They think they're slick. It doesn't help. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> people end up not believing anything. So we're not going to know the truth, D. Lift carpet, sweep dust under, drop carpet. Oh, well, <laughs> you don't deserve to. Even though they fed, they stuffed this story in our. How many times? Remember Ron with his lawsuit? He was so outraged. He finally found someone that he could beat up on, you know, Kim Fox. Oh, God, it was he was getting his revenge because Kim Fox, of course, got elected uh, as a result of Ron sitting on the Laquan McDonald case. I'll get my revenge. So remember, he made such a big deal about Justice Smollett. Like he was the biggest story in the city of Chicago for Rahm Emanuel, the guy who buried evidence of, of a murder. <laughs> what a city. So, yeah, people are skeptical. So they told us it was a really big story. They told us we needed to know absolutely everything about it. Now, guess what, D? Uh, no, we're not going to let you know. We're just going to no, just forget about it. Walk along. Nothing happened here. <laughs> Well, and hey, you just mentioned him, so. I just biked around Lake Michigan. <laughs> Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel, former oh, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Uh, let's talk about your latest work at the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. Uh, go check out Ben's latest article if you uh, haven't yet. Uh, ben, it's all about, surprise, surprise, former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Uh, ben, tell us a little bit about this. Wait a second, hold on. Nearly a thousand miles. Okay, we yeah, knew that already, right. Mayor Rahm, but go ahead. By the way, uh, that quote, the Mayor Rump quote, which Dennis loves playing. Dennis, you're going to get a workout on this one. I'll tell you why. Uh, that quote came out of a conversation that uh, Rahm Emanuel had on the George Stephanopoulos show uh, from about two years ago. I don't even know if we have the full quote, uh, but the, the, the gist of his little story about riding around the state of Michigan on his bicycle and his spandex is that absolutely nobody cared about Medicare for all. It was just a non-issue. Nobody talked to me about Medicare for all, which was the most bizarre made up. BS line like first of all you probably didn't talk to anybody about anything anyway and you you certainly didn't go up to them and go what do you think about Medicare for all and if they saw you they're not going to just volunteer well what about I really could you use your influence with Joe Biden to get him to, either before Medicare for all or not it's just BS that you threw out there 
And uh, it turns out uh, David Sirota, bulldog investigative reporter, used to work for Bernie Sanders, uh, did a story that Ron bought a bunch of stock in a company, a healthcare company. Oh, while he was going on about uh, how nobody cares about Medicare for all, David Sirota will be coming on the show next week. Uh, D, I cut a deal with him. He'll be coming on to talk about that. Awesome. And uh, Delmarie Cobb, our dear friend Delmarie Cobb, will be coming on the show next week with Norman Solomon. And those two are uh, tag teaming up. They really don't want. Uh, the Senate to confirm Rahm Emanuel as ambassador to Japan. And that ultimately is what my column was about. I think it would be, you talk about a mixed message, D. You talk about uh, Democrats decrying the, the uh, racism of Donald Trump and then looking the other way at Rahm bearing evidence of murder. What? I mean, what credibility would you have, Democrats, if you advance the career of this guy? I mean... And I, I don't even need the Laquan McDonald video debacle to be against Rahm Emanuel. I spent the first four years of his regime battling him on closed, closed schools and closed clinics, spent money that's supposed to go in poor neighborhoods and rich neighborhoods. Let Donnie Trump put that god-awful sign on that building. So I, I had plenty of reason to be against him. Now, most of Chicago disagree with me because they saw fit to reelect him. In 2015, I may get over that mm, in about 20 years. Uh, but um, the Laquan McDonald uh, video concealing that, and uh, I think this is what I wrote about, just takes it too far. And that video would not have been released if it wasn't for a Cook County judge ruling in a... Uh, Freedom of Information lawsuit filed by an activist and a journalist in the city of Chicago. And I don't think we should ever forget that. D, I don't believe Kim Fox would be state's attorney. I don't believe Lori Lightfoot would be mayor. I don't believe Whoa. there would be this whole uh, movement uh, for police accountability in the city of Chicago, which would have so much for uh, so much power if Rahm has succeeded in burying that tape. So much change, politically speaking, in the city of Chicago when uh, folks got to see that the tape completely contradicted the official position of the city of Chicago. And I think Rahm Emanuel has to answer to that. So I look forward uh, to Rahm having to testify under oath at a uh, nomination hearing at in the Senate as to what he knew and when he knew it about the Laquan McDonald video. And I'm sure he'll concoct some kind of BS, slippery, sliding, <laughs> evasive you know, a little uh, story, but maybe uh, I, I don't know who will, I don't know who will come after him hard because maybe Bernie, you know, because I think most Democrats will just fall in line on that one, unfortunately. So that's what I wrote about. And uh, we'll be talking about it in the weeks to come, because, yeah, I don't want to be one of the people raising the carpet. Sweeping the dust under it and dropping. <laughs> As always, a hot take from Ben Jarofsky. Go check it out, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. And check out the archive of Ben Jarofsky articles. That's always fun. I like to do that from time to time. Just like pick an article from a random year, like 2004 or 2005, find out what was going on then. Good times. Always fun. Uh, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And uh, guys, that's it. Uh, and ben, anything else you'd like to mention? I know um, kind of a short show here this week, but uh, any local news you want to discuss? I know we were gone last week. Anything that happened from last week that you wanted to touch on that you haven't yet? 
You know, I pretty much didn't pay attention to anything last week. <laughs> nice. I really chilled nice. out uh, on on my week off. And uh, we had this conversation uh, with Miles uh, Conflassen. He wrote that essay uh, urging everybody to take the month of August off. I urge people as much as possible, if you can, and our, our bizarre capitalist system does not encourage this for most people to take be able to afford to take time off, literally uh, get the time off. But if you can do it, man, because you got to revitalize, you got to recharge, you know, you're going to lose your mind if you keep plowing ahead, doing the same old thing over and over again. So it was really good to get away. And it, I pretty much turned off the phone, didn't pay attention to anything. But one thing I did know, now it gets back to the masks. Up in Michigan, oh. they're not wearing masks. So Governor Pritzker, yeah. you know, you got to deal with vaccines. You think vaccines are hard? Good God. <laughs> now, I feel like that's something that that's something that like I encountered like a year ago uh, when I went to Alton for the first time. And I feel like this is kind of your first uh, experience or adventure into uh, non-Chicago land. So, uh, yeah. How would that go? Talk a little more about second, that. second because last year I did the same thing. But yes, uh, actually, Dean, if I may, uh, I noticed I, I noticed it at a White Sox game. Dolph and I went to the White Sox. I may have mentioned this on the air. El Dragon and I went to a White Sox game about three weeks ago, and we were the only ones wearing masks at the White Sox game. And this is before, you know, the the second pandemic really kicked in the gear. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Dolph, man, isn't this weird that no one else is wearing a mask for you and me? And you go, yeah, and we're still wearing our masks. But, D, you're right. This last week in Michigan, I – I did have a um, flashback to your early tales of being in Alton uh, in March of 2020. And like, as I said to you last week or earlier this week, nobody called me pussy for wearing a mask as they called you a pussy. uh, (laughs) Some guys Uh, saw you at the gas station. Uh, But it's weird. You go into a grocery store and no one's wearing a mask. And then they look at you like you're weird. Uh, Or we went to this fish fry place. And man, it was the place was it was like a small facility anyway, small storefront. I just like I could see the COVID germs. You know what I'm saying, D? It's like, uh oh, yeah. I see you. Um, you know, I think I'll leave this fish fry place and or like you just or you just like hear someone go, <laughs> like, oh my god, get me out of here! Like that's nothing, yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, very bizarre. We're very bizarre place as a, a country right now. The divisions are really uh, deep and um, if you don't believe it one more time, either go to Michigan Northern Michigan and check things out or go to downstate Alton, check things out or just listen to Busta Rhymes if you don't believe it, okay? And uh, I have that's why I have a lot of uh, sympathy for J.B. Pritzker because he's got a deal uh, and he's got to deal with this in a way that like Mayor Lori Lightfoot doesn't or Bill de Blasio doesn't. So anyway, that's my take on the state of Michigan. Ha, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one was JB. That second one was Buster Rhymes for those ones. And the third one is, oh, 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 Bruce Rauner. <laughs> you people had enough? Give me some more. That's a Buster Rhymes song. All right. All right. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more, chicagoreader.com forward slash Dorofsky. Ben, what do we got coming up this weekend for bonus interviews? David Barris, 
about to do a deep dive on Afghanistan. And, uh, man, he's got a lot to say about that. So, uh, David Ferris, Afghanistan, we're dropping that Saturday. Uh, Ramana Hussain and I did a deep dive on the White Lotus. Talk about white privilege. It was a blast talking to her about that. Uh, and Vincent E. Normand will be on with Victoria Williams talking. Uh, yeah, we ripped the bears apart. Uh, well, that'll be a sports show that we drop uh, late Monday. So, pretty busy on the Ben Jarofsky show. A lot of drops coming up. Go download those. You can always send us an email, Show at gmail.com, B-E-N-N-Y the letter J show at gmail.com. You can reach us on social media at Benny J show, and you can call this program. It's true. We have a phone number 708-658-4788. That number again is 708-658-4788. Check out the Ben Jarofsky show. People on the live stream are talking about it. And I got to say it, Brianna, if you're out there, if you listen on the download now, we miss you. We love you. Join us on the live stream chat sometime, huh? And, uh, yeah, that's all we got, Ben. All right. Uh, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of all of Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Buster Rhymes and Johnny Canizero will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Here's your weekend weather forecast across the state of Illinois. We'll begin in the northern part of the state, where Saturday they'll have mostly sunny skies, a high of 93. They'll drop to 73 overnight under mostly clear skies. And then on Sunday, a 55% chance of thunderstorms and maybe a few moderate rain showers at this point with a high of 89 degrees. They'll see some sunshine in northern Illinois on Sunday as well and a 25% chance of thunderstorms and moderate rainfall into the evening hours as they drop down to a cool low of 62. Rebounding for the start of the work week with a 15% chance of rainfall. That'll probably be early in the morning, otherwise sunshine and 84 degrees in the northern part of the state on Monday. Central Illinois Saturday will be mostly sunny, a high of 92, mostly clear on Saturday evening, a 73 degree low. Sunday a 45% chance of rainfall, some thunderstorms, a few light uh, showers, 90 degrees, some sunshine as well, and a 40% chance of rainfall on uh, Sunday evening with some thunderstorms and a little light rain. That in Central Illinois Monday to begin the work week there. 87 degrees with a high of 50% chance of thunderstorms and some light rain. And then in southern Illinois for Saturday, partly sunny, 92. Partly cloudy, Saturday evening, 72. Sunday, a 35% chance of thunderstorms. Some light rain, 92. Sunshine otherwise. And on Sunday evening in southern Illinois, a 20% chance of rainfall. Maybe a few thunderstorms around, 71 degrees for the low. To begin the work week, maybe more rainfall there. 60% chance of rainfall and an 86 degree high. 
I'm University of Illinois Extension's Todd Gleason. 